Welcome to Defeat PPD, where we empower women to overcome anxiety and depression and motherhood without medication. I'm Arielle Wozniak, and I'm a maternal mental wellness coach, and I will be leading you through this journey. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode number 49. Today's episode is titled, Why Don't You Just Pray Harder? And this episode, like pretty much to my knowledge, 100% of these episodes has come from my own personal experience and something that I have walked through with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. And so I want to share this with you. And I do just want to acknowledge that my children are here and you may hear them in the background. Not sure how good this mic is, so we'll see. Um, But when I first kind of started this journey with postpartum depression um, and postpartum anxiety after Kyla, I had it in my mind that if I were praying harder or praying the right things, then this would be taken away from me very quickly. Um, I wouldn't be struggling with postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety if I was praying the right things or praying the right, right way. Um, by this point in my life, I had been a, a follower of Christ for a number of years following faithfully, probably like five or six, um, really truly believing in God and serving in church and um, doing what you you do when you're living out faith. And so I, I thought that I must not be praying the right way or praying hard enough if this is not coming to pass. Um, and I'm brought to Matthew 17, and I think this is one of the things that stuck out to me. And I'm just going to read Matthew 17, starting at verse 14. This is um, out of the NLT version. It says, at the foot of a mountain, at the foot of the, the mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. A man came and knelt before Jesus and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and t- suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. So I brought him to your s- disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus said, you faithless and corrupt people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon in the boy and it left him. From that moment, the boy was well. Afterward, the disciples asked Jesus privately, why couldn't we cast out that demon? You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. That sticks out to me because what that essentially is saying is that if you have faith, nothing is impossible for you. Nothing that you pray will go unanswered. And so when I'm thinking of myself and what I'm going through, obviously that means that I must just not be praying the right way or praying hard enough or having enough faith or I don't know, something is not lining up. And so I had a a gathering at my house um, and this was probably like, 
don't know, maybe a couple of weeks or two to three weeks or so into this experience of really struggling with postpartum anxiety. And I had a, a bunch of friends come over from church. Um, my family was there, my mom and sister and a bunch of other like people from my mom's church family and stuff. And so we were just all present. And my hope was that by having them there and by having their faith, that maybe if they prayed hard enough, everything would change and things would be great. And I wouldn't have to worry about this anymore. And I remember we went through um, this experience. I, I feel like maybe it was an hour, maybe two hours, not sure how long, but we had some worship time um, and then kind of just like the spontaneous popcorn type of praying session. And um, we all just fully believed together that I would be healed from this postpartum anxiety. And I remember everyone left and I was feeling really uplifted during that time and just like, okay, you know, like everybody prayed for me. We should be good. This is going to pass and I don't have to worry about this any longer. And then the night came, which was when I typically struggled the most, um, was at nightfall. And that came. And again, I had the same struggles. I was still lying awake at night and everybody else in my house is sleeping. And even when Kyla was sleeping, I was struggling with going to sleep. And it was just like, man, maybe we're all not praying hard enough or praying the right way. So something's got to give, you know, like I need someone else to pray for me, someone else who has even more faith than all of these people combined, or maybe I need to learn how to, to pray the right way. And I was just so stuck on that idea. But something that that stuck out to me during this time, um, one of my mom's friends who came to the prayer session, she kind of took me off to the side and she said something that I have carried with me for a while now. And she said, don't ever let anyone make you think that you just have to pray harder or that you just have to have more faith because that's a lie. You have faith and you are praying just as you should be praying. And at the time, I mean, it, that was great to hear, but it didn't really like ring out as truth for me because I was still in this mindset of, well, if I was praying hard enough or if I was believing enough, then Jesus said I would be able to tell this mountain to move from here to there. And I'm telling this mountain to move and it is not going anywhere. So clearly, I am doing something wrong in this situation. And it wasn't until later, and I, I can't even honestly tell you how much later, um, days, weeks, months, don't remember at this point, um, that it really hit me. And it's still something that I am honestly still like processing and moving through. And this is this, this concept that not every, everything we pray is God's will. I know that God's will is for us to be healed, but my prayer is heal me now, right now. Don't want to go through this anymore. And that's not necessarily what his will is. His will is for you to be healed. Absolutely. 100% without a doubt. But he doesn't say when. So when he says that you can tell that mountain to move from here to there, he didn't say that it was going to happen instantaneously. 
he didn't say that, you know, as soon as the words leave your mouth, the mountain is getting up and moving. In fact, there are so many times where we have to go through a fire and things that we would think, hey, Lord, just take this away. But we have to go through those moments to be refined and turned into who he wants us to be. And so in that, um, in kind of processing that, I'm brought to 2 Corinthians 12, and this is going to be 7, but the later half of 7, um, so 7b, I guess you would call it. But this is Paul talking to the, the church in Corinthia. Don't quote me on it. I don't know exactly how you'd pronounce that, but it's 2 Corinthians 12, 7b. And it says, So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three, I'm sorry, eight says, three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So if you think about Paul, Paul was someone who walked on this earth with Jesus. He knew how to pray. He was taught from the teacher how you pray and how you come before the Lord. And he knew all of those things. He had that knowledge. And so I guarantee you when he was praying, he was praying the way that Jesus taught him to pray. And so he knew what to pray. He had the faith. He had seen Jesus in the flesh. He saw him as he was risen from the dead. He had faith likely more than what I have. Um, And he was praying in the right way. And yet, God's answer to his prayer is, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. I'm sorry, Jesus' answer to his prayer. So if he is praying the right way and he's praying the things that he should pray and he's praying from a, a place of faith, And yet, his answered prayer, because his prayer does not go unanswered just because the thorn in his flesh is not taken away, his answered prayer is God's grace is sufficient. So let that kind of sink in for a moment. His prayer did not go unanswered. Yet when he said, mountain, thorn in my flesh, move from here to there, God said, no, that's not what my will is for this particular situation, for this thorn to be removed from your flesh. I want you to rely on me in this situation, not try to take away what it is that you're going through at this moment, because there is a purpose in what you're going through. And his purpose was Quite obviously, like Jesus said, it was so that he didn't become proud and so that he can rely on him and have his strength working within him, 
have Jesus' strength working, working within Paul. So this is an opportunity for us to really start to look at situations from that point of view and to realize that all of your prayers are answered. It's either yes, no, not right now. And so the answer to Paul's prayer was not right now. The thorn will not be removed from your flesh here on this earth. But later in life, when we get to go to heaven and into eternity, then it will be removed at that time. But there are certain things that are beneficial for you to have here on earth. Certain issues, certain thorns in your flesh that are beneficial. And so it caused me to ask this question of, instead of asking, Lord, why don't you take this issue away? It caused me to ask the question, what am I supposed to learn through this situation? What is it that you're wanting me to get through having struggled with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety? And I think the answer is is very obvious to me is that I have a story and I have a testimony that I can recite to others, that I can share with other women who are struggling with the same thing so that they can have some sort of light at the end of the tunnel and they can have their faith being built and having hope rising up within them. And so I I truly think that that is the, the reason behind my struggle and what I can learn from this. And in Romans 8.28, it says that God causes all things to work together for good, for the purpose, for good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So if you love God and you are called, which if you are a follower of Christ, then you are called, then everything is going to work together for your good. It may not look like it on the surface, but these things that are happening in your life and the circumstances that you face are going to refine you. They're going to make you better. And I know that when you're in the middle of the struggle, man, it does not feel like this is making me better. It doesn't feel like this is making me stronger. But it's the same way that if you think about when you're a kid and you, and this is not to say that you did something wrong and that's why you're struggling, but if you were to do something wrong and your parent disciplines you, you become a a little bit of a different kid because you know what the consequence is of a certain action. And so again, that's not to say that you're struggling with postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety because of something that you did. Please don't hear me say that. But through your this experience, you become stronger. You become a better you. And one thing that I struggled with was like, I want it to get back to the old me. I want it to be who I was before. And that's not even the way that life is meant to be lived. You shouldn't be who you were yesterday, today. You are, are meant to progress and to become more than what you were yesterday. And that's not to say that you have to accomplish something more, but you are learning from the experiences of yesterday and taking that into who you become in the future. 
So that idea of wanting to get back to your old self is one that is faulty because you shouldn't want to get back to your old self. You are becoming a new creation. So I hope what you can get out of today's episode and this idea of why don't you just pray harder is that it's not about praying harder. In this life, you will have trouble. That's John 6.33. You know, you guys know, never quote me on scriptures, but it's somewhere within John, at least I think. And I think it's John 6.33, but in this life, you will have trouble. Take heart. He has overcome the world. So don't think that you have to be praying harder, working harder, doing something better than what you're doing right now, or having more faith and that's why your prayers are not getting answered. Your prayers are going to be answered. The thing about that is, is that what I found is probably like nine times out of 10, or even greater than that, nine and a half times out of 10, it's not answered the way that I think it will be answered. And it's not answered in the time that I think it would be answered. So as you are praying and you feel like you're having unanswered prayers and maybe you're not doing it right and you need to be a better Christian, think about that as well. Think about all the people who were solid Christians. You think about Abram who then became Abraham and how God told him that he would be the father of many nations. And yet his wife and he were pretty old, somewhere like eighties something. Um, and they hadn't had no children. And so he's thinking, how is that even possible? And yet praying in faith and praying in faith and praying in faith and waiting and waiting and waiting. I can guarantee you that was not in Abraham's time. He wasn't thinking, Oh, you know, maybe, I mean, I'm I'm 70, 80 now. Maybe when I'm like 100, that'd be a good time to have a kid. Yeah, that sounds pretty solid. No, that's not what his plan was. But he trusted God when he said you would become the father of many nations. And to be the father of many nations, you've got to have some kids. And so he knew that eventually he would have kids. It was just a matter of time. And so the same holds true here that Jesus went to the cross for all of our sicknesses, all of our diseases, every struggle, trouble that we have in this world. He went to the cross and defeated it all. That rings true. But that doesn't mean that your prayers are going to be answered in the way that you think at this very moment. And like I said, prayers are answered in one of those three ways. It's the yes, no, not right now. And that not right now sometimes means that you're waiting until you get to the greater side of eternity, and that's where you're receiving your healing. That's where you're walking in this fullness of God. And so I want us to be encouraged that just because it's not looking the way that you think that it should look doesn't mean that your prayers are not being answered. It does not mean that you're not praying hard enough. It doesn't mean that you don't have enough faith. And if any of those things feel true to you, then 
open up your Bible, continue reading, continue building up your faith and and learning about his will for your life and his goodness and all the, the great things that he has planned for you so that you can fall back on that and say, okay, this situation looks really dark and hopeless right now, but his word says in Jeremiah 29, 11, that he has great plans for me. So, I mean, I can't trust what I see. I can't trust what is right here and now. I have to trust what's eternal. So, you know, it kind of sucks right now, but what can I learn from this, God? What are you trying to teach me through this? Where do you need me to grow? Those are the questions you ask instead of, why haven't you taken this from me? You know, think of Job. I mean, that's a story for a whole nother day, but think of all the challenges that he went through and questioning God and why would you do this to me? I've done nothing wrong. And how much time he had to wait to go through all of his struggles. I mean, that's a story that I felt encouraged me. So read those things, build up your faith and don't get so stuck on like, I have to get past this to enjoy life. No, you can enjoy life through postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. Life doesn't have to stop now. You can enjoy it in this moment. All right, so I hope that this episode has encouraged you. Um, I hope that it builds you up and gives you something hopeful. Um, And I do want to mention that for some reason, if you were to go to defeatppd.com and you were to go to it on Google Chrome, it leads you to a ClickFunnels website, which is not a website that it should be leading you to. And I'm not sure why Um, it is actually leading people there. And it didn't used to do that. I'm not sure when it started, but um, I am actively working to get that fixed. I'm not a text kind of person. Um, And so I have to work with the website hosting service to to see why that's actually sending people to the incorrect website. But as a workaround, if you were to go to defeatppd.com on what used to be Internet Explorer, I don't even know what it's called nowadays, Microsoft Edge. So if you were to use Microsoft Edge and go to defeatppd.com, you can join the mailing list that way. Um, Like I said, I don't know why Google Chrome is leading people there, but it's something with that web browser and some, some, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a tech support person, so, um, or a technical person, if you will. So going to get that figured out. But in the meantime, like I said, if you want to go ahead and join the mailing list, you can do that by using Microsoft Edge as your web browser. Um, Other web browsers might also bring you there. Maybe try it, see if it works. Um, If you do get to the correct page, what it will look like, it'll have an X at the top and it'll say defeat, join the mailing list. If you made it there, you know you made it to the right page. Um, And as always, if you ever want to reach out to me and talk to me, those sort of things, um, you can reach me at info at defeatppd.com. Shoot me over an email. I always respond to those emails. Um, and I think that was all I was going to say. I did, one thing I do want to mention, um, I did deactivate Facebook 
that's a whole different story. And maybe I'll get into that in one episode one day. But right now I do not have any social media. So I don't have Facebook or Instagram for you to reach out to me there. Um, I do still have an Instagram account, but I don't have it on my phone and I'm not really checking it. So if you reach out to me on Instagram and I haven't responded, that's why email is going to be the best way to reach me right now. But otherwise, um, I hope that you all have a great week. I hope that you're doing well and in quarantine or whatever that looks like for your family. I'm praying for you and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.